Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No. It was like... <laughs> her third husband. <laughs> they got married last month. That's yeah, why yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For me, I really want it to be a celebration of black culture and like seeing different black cultures come together mm. and like because you don't really get this you get it in professional theatre but in amateur theatre or community theatre you don't really get that I cannot remember my English teacher reading this book out loud in class yeah yeah, yeah no. my sister in read it in school yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some of the books in school, I was like, Yeah, I know. Mine was who? such odd choices. Who <laughs> signed off on this? I know. <laughs> Literally so. Uh, no, I no, cried. You were so cried. mad for that. Right. I was like, This is, yeah. this is art. It is. It like, was art. That- Hi, guys. Welcome back to As CNN. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I'm Tati. I'm Kaylee. Um, we talk about all things film, TV, music, entertainment, theatre. So if that's a bit of you, make sure you stay around. Stick around. We have some guests today. Yes. Um, Tati, would you like to take the floor away with... So we're going to be talking about all things theatre and the colour purple. So guys, introduce yourselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tasha. Um, I'm the director of an upcoming production of The Colour Purple, which will be with CDOS uh, Theatre Company. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tess. Uh, I sit on the committee for CDOS and I'm also producing uh, this production of The Colour Purple. This is like all very topical because obviously the film just came out. We were mm-hmm. speaking off air. Um, <laughs> Kaylee and I have seen the film, but you guys haven't seen the film, so we won't give any spoilers. But what led you to want to make this first uh, product? How long has it been in the works? I mean, not actually that long. Okay. Um, for the longest time, because it's such an epic production, we just assume the rights are not going to be available to do it, especially with the film coming up. Um, and I think what a lot of people don't know about the amateur theatre scene is we are held to the exact same standards as the industry when it comes to diversity. Mm. So... You know, if we put an all-white cast out there for a show, people are like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, why <laughs> Why is it all-white? Yeah. Um, so this production was really just kind of in response to that criticism that we get as a community of kind of theatre makers who don't get paid, famously. Um, and I just kind of thought, you know, CDOS... We had just done a season that was very Britain-centric. And I, you know, thought, you know, well, what kind of stories do people of colour want to tell? Mm. Because we had just done a musical called Sunshine on Leith, which is set in Scotland, and Titanic, which is, you know, a very British-American kind of story. You know, there was apparently only one black person on the whole of the Titanic. So it doesn't necessarily kind of like inspire the image of like black stories and mm. history. <laughs> so I thought, you know, like what kind of shows would black people, but 
you know, any people of colour want to do. And I was like, you can't beat the colour purple. Mm. It's such a great, great show. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? I'll just ask if the rights are available. Mm -hmm. And if the rights are available, I will find a team to do this. And I kind of couldn't believe it when the rights holders came back and they were like, yeah. Um, they did have to like email and make sure we like, just want to make sure that you would cast black people, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which like for some people you think is like, what a dumb question. Of course mm -hmm. you're gonna cast black people in the color purple, but you would be so, so surprised. Like there's so many stories of like companies who will do all white productions of hairspray and instead of like white versus black, it'll be like, t-shirt colors oh, and it's just like my like, goodness yeah and like that's such a thing and like i think it was only as recent as 2020 when the rights holders were like actually you can only do hairspray mm. if you've got black people to cast it mm -hmm. like don't do it if you can't cast these characters mm -hmm. but it's actually wild that this musical, which has existed since 2002, 2003, mm. they only, with the amateur rights and mm. non-professional rights, so they've only been able to specify that four years ago. Yeah. And mm -hmm. people would still do it, and which obviously changes the meaning of it. Like the mm -hmm. song, I Know Where I've Been in Hairspray, yeah. like that's mm -hmm. such an amazing mm -hmm. like power song. And yeah. you take the blackness away from that, like, Literally, the word "the night" is as black as my skin. Yeah, is in there. How do you do that how? with an all-white cast? Yeah. like, and that's how we met. We met doing a production of Hairspray. Yeah, we Ooh. did. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Tasha was Lil Inez. Yes. Oh my god! I oh. watched it again recently. Like, I love Hairspray. I was Tracy Templad. Really? Yeah. So like, cool. I um, I loved it. I just, I like, it was one of my like, childhood films. Like, I don't even know. I don't know if it was the Zac Efron phase and like that coming out yeah. like in the time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, from literally when it came out to now, I've probably seen it like 50 times. It's so iconic. I just, mm -hmm. and Lil Nightly Lives, what a ledge. Yeah. What, what a ledge. ledge. But even with that, like, so that was uh, like a 48 hour um, kind of workshoppy kind of um, show. It, it was not even like a thing that you could buy tickets for. It was just kind mm -hmm. of for the members of our. Uh, society mm -hmm. but even that we struggled to find black people who wanted to be in it there was maybe like four five black women I think there was a couple there was a few there was a, a larger group of black women but mm. absolutely no black men mm. zero black men wow yeah. that's yeah. really interesting but like you'd think like we have enough not enough but we have a lot of black British actors for a start mm -hmm. so like drama schools must have people that want to do these things yeah. yeah. Why do you think that, that they wouldn't want to do it? I don't think it's that they want to do it. I think it's about outreach and like mm. reaching out to those. So like my very first show that I did in London um, was Ragtime. And that um, that story, you need to have three separate casts. You need to have your white cast, your Jewish cast and your black cast. Like it doesn't work with mm -hmm. that. But with that production, because um, we had people in the industry on the production team who just left drama school, they did a lot of outreach and they reached out and like, I say this to everyone, like at the recalls, I've never seen so many black men in a room and mm -hmm. they exist, mm -hmm. but it's about putting in the work mm -hmm. to find them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why like Tess and I um, and the team, like when we said that we wanted to do this and when we did our pitch for the show, 
um, the one thing that we specified that we had to do was to start early. So mm-hmm. the show isn't until November, mm-hmm. but we need to put the work in mm-hmm. way ahead just to build awareness. And I think that's where my background in marketing comes in mm-hmm. because I you, I know how audiences work. Mm-hmm. Like if you put the work in, you'll get you'll get great results. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of, um, if you don't have experience of like engaging particularly with communities of color or minority communities, if they don't know that it exists, then they're not going to enter mm-hmm. into, they're not gonna know about it. They're not mm-hmm. gonna enter into the room. They're not gonna look for it. So mm-hmm. you have to go to them and you have to build up that trust and mm-hmm. that rapport. And that's not something that you can do in a week mm-hmm. or in a month or a month before. Like you have yeah. to start the work now but then once you've got them in you have to maintain those relationships and keep them engaged and I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make it's like they see one thing and they bring everyone in for it and it's like oh okay like that's that that's done Mm -hmm. and then when it comes around in a couple of years they're like oh but we had them all for this one time it's like well no you didn't maintain that relationship Mm -hmm. with them and that's like so important for Mm me as like a black woman who is in theater was in theater but like who is a big fan of theater and my biggest passion is getting people who wouldn't necessarily access theater into Mm -hmm. theater Mm -hmm. and i think that's at all levels and i think that's the importance of community theater as well because it's it's an easy thing. It's something it's that you so can do accessible. alongside your work. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's a great way to like find people of similar interests. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm so passionate about like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. Yeah. So for people who aren't aware, <clears throat> mm-hmm. can you give them a brief just explanation of what it is you're doing with The Colour Purple, how you want people to get involved? Yes. And then maybe what the difference is between like amateur theatre and professional mm-hmm. theatre. Mm-hmm. You you do The Colour Purple first. Yeah, so The Colour Purple. Um, so yeah, we are um, putting on a production of The Colour Purple at the Bridewell Theatre in November uh, from around the 20th to the 30th. Of November um, and what I'm doing so I'm the director and then we've also got um, our choreographer Vanessa Forte Nelson and her most recent husband uh, not, not most recent she recent they recently got married they got married last month That's yeah, why yeah, 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 yeah. our choreographer and our music director um, and yeah. are married okay. and we all met doing ragtime um nice. which we did after i met tess and hairspray mm-hmm. and so we sort of came um, have that relationship um sort of stemming back those years chris is a very talented um musician and musical director he plays in a lot of bands mm-hmm. um with all of the community shows vanessa is an incredible choreographer and um it's the first all black creative team that mm-hmm. cdos has had and i believe it's the first time they've had a black director as well which wow. is really exciting and yeah it's just a community production so non-professional um you don't need any experience Experience, just being able to sing and dance and act is what we ask for. Um, we do do auditions. Um, it is still audition to get in, but it's just a really fun way to get involved in the theatre mm-hmm. community and tell this really uplifting story which is really hard but really necessary and for me I really want it to be a celebration of black culture and like seeing different black 
cultures come together mm. and like because you don't really get this you get it in professional theater but in amateur theater or community theater you don't really get that and like as someone who has been the only black person in many productions i understand how um sort how isolating it can feel mm. like not just for people who don't understand you on that level, mm. um, who have that shared experience. And for me, um, it's about bringing this shared experience and bringing all these people in who will understand, but also having people who understand that like sort of over them because I have been in shows which are telling stories of color, but it's been with white creative teams mm -hmm. and they won't understand the nuances mm. or um, the microaggressions or the different things that we sort of go through mm. and understand. And like something as simple as getting darker mics, mm. like you wouldn't know that mm -hmm. if you hadn't had that experience, mm -hmm. but I've had it where they would always order in white mics and then I'd have makeshift mics. Mm -hmm. But then because it wasn't made for that, it would be falling off. And I was like, why should my experience be dampened mm -hmm. by just because no one's thought to put in this extra to make these accommodations. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's kind of what is important for me is to give a really good experience, telling this really gorgeous story mm -hmm. and the beautiful music, but also which is authentic and has that authentic voice. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm doing with the Colour Purple. Incredible. That yeah. actually sounds like really amazing. I hope, but I, I wanted to kind of touch on, I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but like who you're casting, like what you're looking for, like the roles, who, I know you touched on who can apply, but like what you're looking for in each character. Did you want to kind of like let, spread the word? Let me talk a little bit about amateur theatre in general, no, yeah, mm -hmm. because I think it will kind mm -hmm. of touch on some of that as well. Um, and the differences between the professional industry mm -hmm. and Amdram. Mm -hmm. I have this, this thing where a lot of people think that Amdram is like a really dirty word in theatre. They're like, oh. She's done an Amdram. Well, she's she's got an amateur show on her CV. Um, but like Tash said, it is the most accessible way to get into the industry. Mm. You don't have to pay 15 grand to do an MA. You can join at any point in your life. Mm. Um, and more often than not, there is an amateur theatre group in your local area. Mm. It's quite significantly a different beast in London because we've got such like a concentrated talent pool with the West End being here or the drama schools being here. It is fiercely competitive, but there's lots more of it in London. Mm. So there's kind of like a group for everyone if you wanna turn up and have fun in the ensemble. Mm -hmm and not audition, there are groups that you can just join and be a part of it. If you are a dancer, there are groups that do the dance shows. If you really wanna kind of hone your skills and have as closer to a professional experience as possible, that's really what CDOS strives to be. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the closest thing you will get to not being a professional. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we wanna do, like really high quality theater. Um, and and the challenges with not being professional industry, I think mostly come to surface when we're casting mm -hmm. because in the industry, you'll have dedicated casting directors and they can open a metaphorical book and be like, right, I wanna see this person, this person, this person, and this person in the room for this role. Mm -hmm. And 
they they just have that available mm. to them. With amateur theatre, we cannot choose who turns up mm. ever. Mm. We just have to light the beacons and hope mm-hmm. that the right people come along. And for a very long time, there was little to no effort put in to get a diverse group of people mm-hmm. coming into auditions. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit and we had a massive BLM movement, there was a lot of car- like outcry, specifically within our community, to be like, you know, why isn't there more of an effort to include people who are not white in what Mm. we're doing and one argument that came out of it that you would see in like the depths of Facebook groups was oh well musical theatre is just not in black culture black people just don't want to do musical theatre that's why that's why they're not coming to auditions and that for me was such a thing that I just kind of kept in my head as like a question I was like is this true it can't be true because look at all of the amazing black actors we have look at all of the amazing shows we have that have characters for black people black creatives writers directors I was like that's got to be some bs that black people just don't want to be involved like so much of black culture is based around music yeah Mm-hmm. Like there's no way. And what I have learned even just so far, the experience of producing this show and trying to promote it is all you have to do is look for those people who want to mm-hmm. be involved. Mm-hmm. Because we we opened up our kind of like, you can register to interest, register to interest. <laughs> you can register your interest. Mm-hmm. You can register your interest at audition for the color purple now mm-hmm. um we opened that yesterday and we've already had more people show interest than have ever signed up to audition oh. mm-hmm. That's amazing. which so is incredible. absolutely phenomenal um and i think one of the important things with choosing this show well a couple of important things one was having a black creative team mm-hmm. And and it sounds it sounds rude, but letting them do it, mm. and not in a way of like, mm. oh, you know, we're gonna let you try. Mm. It's of you can do this independently, and we trust you to deliver your vision. This mm. is yours. Mm. It is not for white people to come in and try and show you or tell you how this story should be told. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say two things. Oh. And the other one is is yeah choosing choosing a story that is for black people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I remember you telling me before like there are people that we we know in our community who feel intimidated perhaps by auditioning for a show that you know doesn't specify characters of race mm-hmm. because they think well all of the regular people who go for these shows are white mm-hmm. and so I. I probably won't even stand a chance mm. when all of the regulars you know they know the the panel or they've done shows before whereas with the color purple it's almost like a completely blank canvas mm. for us because <laughs> woefully we have so few black members that i hope what it does is creates a level playing field to be like show us what you got mm. like this is your show. Um, but we we also have a lot of people who 
either come from the industry so they don't want to perform anymore or they don't want to be on stage anymore and but they still love performing mm -hmm. they just don't want to do it as a job um come in and do shows with us after they retire or after they change careers mm -hmm. and then we also have it go the other way we have people who will come and do a show with us enjoy it so much that they're like i'm gonna go pro mm -hmm. and our associate director bridget Amofa, she did just that she came in and and started doing a show with us pre-pandemic which got halted by by covid and I've never, ever seen someone hustle so hard to just go out and, and reach your dreams. And she she just went pro. She just absolutely went for it. And she is now in Cowboys at the uh, Royal Court Theatre oh, with the RSC, Brilliant. originating a role Brilliant. on stage. And she, like, it's great. She's not the only one who's done that, which is mm. epic. Yeah. Like, we have people... Uh, from CDOS in Wicked, in Dear England, um, in uh, what's the the Live Aid musical that's at the Old Vic? Um, I know what you mean. But Just I for one day or something. Yeah. Um, like there are people everywhere who started out in amateur theatre, mm -hmm. and it's so it's so socially accepted for something like sport. You would not find any of the like professional footballers being like, oh, no, I never did my local football team. So true. Or I, I never did football mm. in school. No. Yeah, so mm. true. But why is it for theatre? Mm. You can't be like, oh yeah, I did Amdram. Yeah. I, I did my hobby. I did a thing that I loved because I love it yeah. without getting paid for a while. Mm. Mm -hmm. Why? Why must it? Why people must it be like that? All, all the time. Like people do volunteer stuff, their portfolio all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's not a, like I think, uncommon thing. I think that's that's like society's view of the arts mm -hmm. in general. Because oh, even when it comes so to like music and film, like if you make like an amateur short film, it's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. th this is this is legitimate stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. so interesting. I think really it's cool. also specifically British culture. Like my friend and I, we have this running joke that we're going to start our own podcast called Broadway Does It Better. Ooh, because like over the whole pandemic, we would send each other like 20 minute voice notes yeah. about how like America and Broadway, like how much money they input into mm. it. The fact that you get football teams, like like NFL players mm. will go and attend the theater mm. and like, it's cool. Yeah. But in here, unless it's Cats, or Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> yes. or like that boring stuff, sorry. Um, but like, Shade. the stuff that you would get on the British um, variety or the Royal Variety, Royal variety show, show yeah. like, mm -hmm. We, I just don't think this country is very good at investing into the arts and into theatre. Mm -hmm. And because of this attitude that it's like, they all see us as like a bunch of lovies mm. or that kind of thing. So like, it's kind of like, as Tess said, it's like a dirty word or people look down on it when actually like, it's one of the strongest communities. 100%. And like the reason I never grew up on theatre, my interest in theatre came very late. It came when I was 17 years old. Mm. And then the reason I got into social media is because... 
I, when I was on Snapchat, when Snapchat was a big thing <laughs> in my young age, um, the, Years ago. and Hamilton uh, was only on Broadway or it had just transferred to Broadway. And the only way that I could access that show was by following them on Snapchat and every mm. Wednesday they would have a cast member do a takeover which mm-hmm. would show you behind the scenes. I remember this well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I know. was in that era. Yeah. Well, really. And like that was the only way that I had access into that and mm. that's why I went into social media because I was like we need to use social media yeah. to sort of like bring the community of theatre together and like yeah. for me like theatre is so much more about like the accolades and the praise and everything. It's about having a shared interest with people who are theatre nerds and who you can who will, won't mind that you want to rap a Hamilton song at yeah. tree drinks yeah. like just so yeah. 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 just want to nerd out yes so I feel that so the judgment deeply. I have felt for loving Hamilton you know in mean? the past is or just loving like Quite any offensive. any like something yeah. the negative stigma yeah. around being like a theater yeah. kid yeah. Yeah. grinds my gears yeah. Yeah. because it mean it's like so much more than just the music and like the it just it's like it becomes a part of your character almost yeah. and I'm sorry about guys that like football <laughs> who the hell are you to judge Basic. when you're literally no but like they're just like they're just like I don't know like you'll you'll be out in public and you can do a football chant and that's cool. <laughs> Because you're cool and you like football. But if I'm singing, like, Satisfied from Hamilton, I'm an absolute loser. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like, like, I really don't see the difference. Like, football is a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. who've practised some movements. Mm -hmm. It's a dance. And are watched. (laughs) And are being watched by a bunch of people. Tell me the difference between that and Hamilton. You have, like, a season pass to go and see football games. I see theatre, like, Four times a year. We're we're not yeah. that indifferent. Like, yeah. What's the beat? Just sorry yeah. that we have a passion and then like yeah. Yeah, sorry. Passion, for like, anyway. But yeah, I compete. I compete. Yeah. Agree. But yeah, that's that's why we love Amdram because you get the opportunity to do it. Mm. Like where else can you just rock up and do a musical in like three months? Yeah. And like have have your friends and, and family come watch. Do it after work, like go for some drinks after, mm-hmm. enjoy the experience of like putting it on in the theatre, the applause, you know, the dressing rooms. Yeah. And then and then you get to do it all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we we often say, you know, if you were if you d- did want to go and do that pro, you probably wouldn't get to do the shows that we do get to do doing amateur. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the the way that licensing works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, y- you'd think that the colour purple would come up more often because it's such a great yeah. show. But even in the UK, it's only been done uh, residentially once when it was at the Menier, right? Yeah. And then it has done a couple of tours um, and, and it was at Leicester Curve. Was it Sheffield? Yeah, so it was a Leicester Curve and Birmingham Hippodrome production. That then went on which tour. Which then went on tour, yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's so few. I feel mm-hmm. like it gets done loads in America, which is understandable. It's a very African-American story. Yeah, mm-hmm. But it's such a banger. Yeah, I, don't I, get why it's I not actually done can't believe they haven't done it here. Like, I actually can't. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was wondering about the music that goes with it. Is that like, so like the ones I love use in the movie, that's all 
you have the licensing to use all that and stuff. Okay, yeah, easy. I think there's new songs in the film. Yeah, nice. so the closest, um, if you want, if you haven't listened to it and you want to get a taster, mm-hmm. um, recommend the new Broadway cast recording mm-hmm. okay. from 2015, which is Cynthia Revo, Daniel oh, Brooks, nice. and Jennifer Incredible. Hudson. Amazing. Like, yeah. ah, the vocals are yeah. serving. Every, yeah. 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 And then just in terms of, um, as you mentioned, like what we're mm-hmm. looking for. Um, so for me, like the story, like the character of Celie is so important like mm. she the whole story is narrated through her mm-hmm. um and her writing her letters to god mm. and then spoiler alert actually maybe i won't do a spoiler alert but... mm. and then <laughs> so, then something happens something happens, then something happens. Mm-hmm. whoa whoa if this sounds slightly different that is because we are re-recording our stem <laughs> hello we're midway through the episode this is tatty and katie checking in sorry to interrupt the broadcast but we just wanted to let you know if you are watching this episode please leave us a rating over on audio platforms yeah and if you're on audio platforms and you want to see us or any of the things we're talking about that we might be showing on camera we do film so check us out on youtube and our shorts are on tiktok and instagram and if you haven't already definitely make sure you follow us over on socials because we post so much we ask you guys to send in some questions for q a's and and much more much much more anyway back to the episode and um, yeah it's about her like um and her relationship with god and like her journey like in the novel at the start of the um story celie's mm-hmm. 14 years old mm-hmm. at the end she's in her 50s mm-hmm. so this story spans 40 years mm-hmm. so for me i'm looking for like vocals great mm-hmm. um like obviously you, you need to be able to sing but to be a really strong storyteller mm-hmm. to show that transition from this meek young child who is a victim of abuse and who has never felt love to someone who grows on this journey and she has this self-acceptance and she finally mm-hmm. finds herself in her 50s like mm-hmm. that's something like someone who can portray that story like mm-hmm. I, d- I really don't care about age mm-hmm. like as long as you can tell that story and that's the beauty of this production like there is no limit like if you have a musical like spring awakening or something which is set in a school mm-hmm. um with young kids mm-hmm. and you have two adult roles like mm-hmm. this is a show because it is showing like a community of people like there's so many great roles you've mm-hmm. got Suge Avery who's like mm-hmm. slightly older who's Celie's lover mm-hmm. you've got um, Sophia who sort of becomes like an older sister figure mm-hmm. you've got Squeak who's got the most hilarious mm-hmm. annoying grating voice and she's mm-hmm. sort of like your comic relief you've got Harpo um, who is um, Mr. who Celie gets married to his mm-hmm. son you've got Mr. who is a great role Such and like I think like I really want to emphasize like, how great the role of Mr. is because Everyone's like sleeps on this yeah he like he has the biggest character development Mm, in it like he is also a victim of abuse Mm -hmm. um from his father so then that's been passed down and he passes that onto someone like he's in love with suge but suge never really wanted him in that way so then he's angry about that and he takes it out on Celie and then when Celie sort of has her big moment then you have um Mr also goes on a journey of like self reflection and he like redeems himself and like they sort they sort of become friends like Mm -hmm. in the end and I think like being able to like show that story I think it's a really great role mm-hmm. um you've also got like lots of the ensemble has like some really great characters um you've got the preacher who has an incredible solo in oh the opening gosh. song the opening, um, the opening number is so good absolute and, joy um my favorite characters personally are you've got the three um 
churchgoers Darlene, Jareen and Doris mm -hmm. who um, act um, and I want the way that I want them to be is sort of like a cross between uh, the Greek chorus think the muses and Hercules Ooh, meet yeah. your nosy church aunties. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the ones who are always in your business always. and like, who are always like, keep, keep yeah. an eye on that. Like, yeah. sort always of, like, have something to say. Yeah, they've always got something to say. Yeah. And, like, but they serve incredible mm. vocals. Yeah. Like they've got some really great songs and mm. they sort of like, narrate in and out also in narrate like in and out of the story yeah um so yeah i'm really mm -hmm. like there's just so many great roles for everyone mm -hmm. um and and you don't have to be great at dancing like vanessa our choreographer she works with your ability mm -hmm. like she's very talented and mm -hmm. she's really good at pulling out the best talent mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and working with people of all different levels so yeah if anyone's like interested like don't feel mm -hmm. afraid to like put your foot out it's scary but it's so rewarding mm -hmm. and it's so nice and like it's there's no judgment like it's about wanting to do the best and like if you're not confident that's what the director's there for that's mm -hmm. what i'm here for is to bring out these elements if you're not confident in your music you've got the musical director like you don't have to come in polished and perfect yeah. that's what the team mm -hmm. is there for mm -hmm. is to bring you to that you're not going to be in the same place in the first rehearsal like you've got a three month journey to go on and we all go through that together and there's ways that we can work like it is and it's also fun and it's yeah. social and that's like, why we do it we, we do it as well mm -hmm. yeah oh, all, of, all of my friends now are people I've met doing mm -hmm. Amdram I know so many people we know so many people who met doing Amdram and are now married oh, and yeah. now have kids. Guys, this could be like your dating. It's like speed dating. Come and meet your husband. Speedos.com. That's not even the, the website. Um, yeah, so uh, it's just, it's such a fun thing to do. It's a great hobby to have. Mm -hmm. um, we also like, as CDOS, so CDOS stands for Stock Exchange Dramatic and Operatic Society. Oh. So it started in the Stock Exchange in 1905. Oh my goodness. A many, many hundred year ago. And it's been going since then. The only years that we've not done productions was World War II and COVID. Oh How wild goodness. is that? Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah. we, the fact one. that it was involved, it still went through World War One. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they persevered. They said, oh. they said this will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this content, interesting. So, so yeah, and uh, you can go on our website. You can see the full history mm -hmm. of every single show we did throughout the years. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I think. We only started like properly recording the shows in like 2007. Since 2007, we've never done a show that is only for black characters. We don't think we've ever had a, even a black director before. And we've definitely never had a creative team that is just black people. Wow. It's, it's a really big deal for for me, for us, because I feel like this is the first step in being on a a, a corrected path to yeah. creating a safe and inclusive environment for people. Yeah. Um, it's really scary though. Like I remember when Tess and I were having conversations about 
um, and putting it on like before we sort of like agreed on it. And my biggest thing was I was really scared because I feel that when you are a person of color, particularly a black person, particularly a black woman, that people will um, hold you to a higher standard than everyone. Mm. Like there's this saying that you have to work twice as hard to get halfway to where your white counterparts will be. Mm. And my biggest worry was that people would be watching my every move with um like a magnifying glass like really like looking in on everything mm. that I did mm. um to see if I did something wrong mm. but like since that's we've announced it everyone it's had the opposite effect everyone has been so supportive there's people who have been messaging being like oh like um do you have a stage manager I know this person of color who mm. would be really interested let me talk to you oh you should speak to this person mm. and like everyone is so nice and like it, it was really funny because like um the day that we announced that the show was happening um lots of people in the community in all of their group chats were basically I think messaging I know what you're gonna say. each other being like oh like <laughs> um are there any like racist white people in the show oh, so gosh. I can audition oh, my god. just because oh, they god. wanted to be oh, like god. a yeah. part of the production yeah, yeah. but like obviously like and also the greatest thing about it is because it is an all black cast which will probably be majority majority new members so then all of the people who would usually be in the shows mm -hmm. can actually come and see it yeah. so like it's, really? you have even more audiences mm -hmm. yeah. and like yeah it's just really exciting yeah. and everyone's really rooting for us mm -hmm. and like I, it's really nice to feel the love of yeah. the community mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah we're definitely we're definitely gonna be there we're definitely gonna be there we'll put everything night. information everything about auditions and everything if you guys just send us whatever you want i suppose awesome. yeah. we can add everything um, but we've been we've been chatting for a minute before we wrap things up mm -hmm. could you both give us maybe like your top five favorite musicals tv shows films whatever it is just like a little list a mix of yeah. a mix any of, of whatever things. it could be a book or anything could i Please. Okay, so um, my top five. So first one is Hesperi. Mm -hmm. We touched on it. Mm -hmm. um, really love it. Um, and in in all its forms, when it first came out, mm -hmm. I saw it in the West End. I also went and saw it on Broadway. Then I watched the original film, mm -hmm. and then I also watched the musical. Mm -hmm. And I made my brother buy me the Shake and Shimmy version, which taught yeah. me the choreography. I love it. Of the show, um, <laughs> love it. Uh -huh. uh, second is a play called Misty by Rinze Kenne. Okay. Um, so when I first started working in theater, it's the very first play that I saw. Mm -hmm. And it, um, Rinze Kenne is a really talented actor. He wrote it, it's a one man play about gentrification, um, but also about himself as a black man growing up in East London, mm -hmm. but also as himself as an actor mm. and like the struggles that he has it transferred to the West End, then it went to America. Nice. And unfortunately, there is no more iterations of it, but uh. it was also gig theater. Mm -hmm. So it was like spoken word rap. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just like amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving into books. So I have to, it has to be the color purple. Mm -hmm. of course. Like I remember the first time mm -hmm. I read it, I was sobbing on mm -hmm. the tube, mm -hmm. like, I was just captivated, mm -hmm. um, so wonderful. And then my next two options, so I've got a music video, um, which that. is Britney Spears, You Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. Iconic. I remember Iconic. when that first came out, I think I would have been about 
eight years old, I woke up really early at mm. like 6am and I w crept downstairs to watch TV, turned on MTV when it used to play music yeah. and I just saw it and I was also a massive Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was in it and I remember being captivated <laughs> like oh, yeah and Such then an my final one is a song uh -huh. and it's a song that I just love so much so I'm and she's gonna sing it for you now <laughs> <laughs> um I'm a massive Paramore fan Slay. I love them I've seen Slay. them eight nine really? times like oh. obsessed yeah. and love. the one song which like firstly Paramore is a black band um <laughs> I, I agree so, yeah it's a black band <laughs> and ain't it fun oh yeah, yeah. like that yeah. song it oh. takes me to church Every time, like, I remember I'd be oh, driving God. in my car on my way home from uni on the M1 and Ain't It Fun on mm -hmm. full blast. Oh, yeah. Screaming like, at the top of yeah, your Yeah, it really elevates oh, yeah. me. So Excellent. Obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> obsessed. Okay, I love that. Oh, I, I don't know what mine are going to be. It's so, so difficult to choose. I would say, like, definitely one of my top, top musicals in my list is a lesser known Sondheim musical mm. called Passion. Okay. Just based on... A f an old film mm -hmm. and the reason I love it so much is because it's so highly relatable mm. it is about a kind of sickly rude ugly woman mm -hmm. and some handsome man falls in love with her really? yeah. and I'm like yeah. that is the kind of show that I want to see thank you <laughs> representation yeah. I do really that matters yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's yeah absolutely stunning uh, I love it a lot yeah. and um Movies, one of my like absolute top movies of all times, Girl Interrupted. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Mm. It was just girl interrupted. <laughs> it's like, like, it's just so true. It's, yeah, I think so I, I'm like a real fan for that period of time, kind of like mm -hmm. 60s. And uh, what a link has Whoopi Goldberg in mm -hmm. of oh. Color Purple fame. Mm -hmm. yes, um, yes. But yeah, I just think it has such complex characters that are really, really mm -hmm. interesting in it. Um, also, side note, like, Colour Purple is an amazing book. It used to be on the national curriculum, right? Did I yes, make that up in a dream? it did. I, not when we were there, though. I haven't, I was going to say, I yeah. never learned about it. it. Not when I, we were there. I read it in school. It was part of my school mm -hmm. curriculum. Yeah. When I started rereading it for this show, the first couple of pages, I was like, yeah. I cannot remember my English teacher reading this book out loud in class. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. My sister it read it in school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Some of the books in school, I was like, Yeah, I know. Mine was such odd choices. Who signed <laughs> off on this? I know. Literally so you know? odd. Oh, okay. Some others. Sorry, I have to, I have to refer to my list. Um, <laughs> podcast. My dad wrote a porno. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. absolute mm -hmm. peak. I was mm -hmm. so late in the game in finding mm -hmm. it, but I re-listened to it. Mm. regularly okay. on the reg. Nice. Um, I also have like a kind of a rogue um, one that goes in there and that is Kylie Jenner's first pregnancy. I love it. Because I know I put pop culture moment on the brief list so and no iconic. one's ever done it yet. Incredible. So, no, but that is iconic. It was such a piece of theatre. It yeah, was it so was, well acted. Yeah. And then she mm. came out with the video yeah. to my yeah. daughter. No, I no, cried. You were so cried. valid for that. Right. I was like, this is, this yeah. is art. It is it like, was art. That was my like, whole yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. The most mm. famous family in the world. Mm. The most papped, followed, mm. hides an entire pregnancy. Yeah. Stunning. I feel like we should bring that, that back. So 
let <laughs> women keep it a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's oh, yeah. 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 Like let let women well, yes. do that. Yeah, I feel I like that. people are so quick to be like, "You're so pregnant, so aren't you? Are you pregnant?" So you don't make complications. None of your business. Nobody's business. You can have complications up until the birth. Do you know what I mean? Like, let me keep that. Let's like bring back normalizing announcements after the birth. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, agree. But yeah, that was art. Was art. It was art. Amazing. I can't. I don't know if I've done all of them. I think that was, that one literally yeah. covers two. How big? But it is. It, that, <laughs> yeah. that is a big one. That's people, that is like it is so yeah, art. That is like a but big yeah. deal. Yeah, the, those appear on my list. I love it. Well, sure. guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, if anyone is wondering, you can find the Color Purple Musical to audition at at the Color Purple Musical. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. On, on Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. And mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure you check them out. Um, we're so excited to come to the opening night, hear mm-hmm. all the updates as everything progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much again for coming. No, thank, thank you for, having, you for having, us. having us. Well, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, stay tuned for more episodes and we'll catch you next time on As Seen It. Bye! <laughs>